Welcome to the International Schools Podcast, where we discuss all aspects of technology and life in international schools, with new episodes live every two weeks. This podcast is sponsored by Apps Events. We're a Google for Education partner and active since the launch of Google Apps for Education in 2006. We're a team of former educators and all experts in helping schools integrate Google into their schools and their classrooms. All training is customized for each school and we make sure it has a lasting impact. Literally thousands of educators worldwide have earned their Google Educator certification with us with our certification boot camps and these take place every month and get your staff certified quickly. We also host Google Summits, which are fun, two-day conference-style events with concurrent sessions and keynotes delivered by experienced Google trainers, teaching on a broad range of topics using G Suite both in the classroom and in the school. Check it out over at appsevents.com, and we can bring any of these events to your school, which is an amazing way to build a Google community amongst your staff to support each other, plus to increase the profile of yourself and your school. The podcast is also brought to you by Acer for Education. People ask us what Chromebooks we recommend for schools, and after trying them all quite literally, we always recommend Acer. We've been to Acer headquarters in Taiwan to be part of product discussions, and they're genuinely the best thought out, most cost-effective, and most importantly durable devices out there. They're always innovating, including the first tablet-running Chrome and the first conversible touchscreen Chromebook. The latest version of this is a Spin 11, which has a stylus and two cameras, and we highly, highly recommend it for schools. They, of course, have a full range of Windows laptops, and for eSports fans, their Predator range is second to none. If you'd like more information, please just leave your email over at gg.gg forward slash education. That's gg.gg forward slash education, and we'll get right back to you. And now, on to the interview. Sorry, I had you muted. <laughs> Lots of people make that decision all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it like listening to Clay talk about the scale of New York City public schools, you know, the school that I work in has 1,400 students and we're one of eight buildings in the district. Um, so I just want to talk about just the, the benefits of the teaching and learning portion of Giuseppe. So if you want to go ahead and, and drop my screen, um, my slide in there. There we go. Thanks, Ben. Um, so we're going to talk about two things. Uh, we're going to talk about originality reports, and we're going to talk about Google Meet and live streaming and things like that um, from a teacher's perspective. So originality reports is still relatively new to G Suite or Workplace, or um, and uh, with your free. G Suite account, you have a limit on how frequently you can use it. But with Giuseppe, uh, you can use this an unlimited amount as a teacher. And, and basically the gist of what Originality Reports does is it scans the web and Google Books for anything that might be cited, that might be in a student's work that is not cited. So um, we're actually gonna take a look at it and you can come back and look at these slides. But instead of doing this, I'm gonna show you what the student pre-check looks like. So um, let's go ahead and do a student account. Now this student has been working on uh, this research paper here and they've already run one check. This student is allowed three checks 
um, or three to run three originality reports on their assignment before they turn it in. So I'm going to go ahead and click run here and uh, we'll go ahead and click running. And now you'll see that my uh, originality report is actually, you know, tabulating and everything like that. So, um, and now I can go ahead and click view originality report. So this is pretty cool. Um, what Google will do for us is they'll highlight different areas of the text of the student's work and let you know um, where it finds a web match and actually give you a link to where it finds the web match. Now that's wonderful and the student can run that originality report three times before they turn it in. But the teacher, if we go into the teacher account, the teacher can't see any of that until the student has turned it in. So you'll notice there's no originality report or anything listed here. So I'm gonna go back into the student account and we're gonna submit our work. So we're going to go here and we're going to click turn it in. So we've now turned in our work. And I'm going to go back to the teacher. And now if I look in student 13, over on the right, well, first of all, I get a pop up that tells me uh, to open the report or sleep, see flagged or cited passages. And I click got it and I can see it right here as the teacher and it shows me that same information that the student had um, and it, it's quite good now the student cannot run another originality report until the teacher has returned this so you can go back and forth the student has a total of three and the teacher has unlimited times that they can do this now just to let you know in regular G Suite the teacher has five assignments per class that they can run an originality report on um, but in Giuseppe it's unlimited so um, as we see here the student goes ahead and runs their report and views their report and then the teacher can go ahead in and do that post check after the student has submitted it. Okay, now let's talk about Google Meet. Um, can I just ask a couple of questions? Lisa? Oh, of course, Ben. <laughs> so this is more student focused, isn't it? There may be some similar tools that schools might be using? Yeah, so absolutely. There's other tools that schools have been using. Um, the originality report is really specific. Uh, it doesn't share any student data. So you can't share uh, citations or plagiarism from student to student. There's no comparison there at all. The teacher can also not share from one student in their class to another student in the class. The originality report is only scanning the web and Google Books not Google Scholar, um, but Google acknowledges that this is a feature request. They didn't say it's coming, but they've acknowledged that it's a feature request. Yeah, they've kind of like, they've they've made the decision to put it in the student's hands, haven't they, as well, that the student can check and sort of submit their best work along the way, rather than maybe a kind of catching them out tool. Yeah, they have the opportunity to go in and run that report three times, which I think is super helpful, especially with working remotely and in the hybrid situation that they're not, you know, that power proximity along with their teacher might not be there at all right now for those schools that are remote. Um, so they can do that self-check. 
yeah, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a great tool and really worth playing around with. And obviously, you do get the chance to give it a little run through on your G Suite for Education account. Um, but I think particularly for those teachers that are doing this regularly where citations are a really important part of their course. Yeah, absolutely. have unlimited runs at it. Really and that's important. one of the things that I love about Giuseppe, right, is that um, you're really only assigning those counts to the teachers. So like in my district, we have, you know, a certain amount of licenses that we pay for and, and they get dispersed to the classroom teachers. Actually, probably a good uh, time to bring that up in terms of the options when when signing up for Giuseppe. Um, so you can, as a school, choose to go like a full deployment and get accounts for all of your teaching staff. Um, and then you automatically can have your student accounts um, provisioned with Enterprise for free. Or you can choose to have a specific number of teacher and student accounts uh, where you pay for all of them as well. Sure thing. Did we want to bring Dan back in to talk about this for a minute? I will, I will bring you back in. Yeah, just talking about this, the partial and the full options for, for enterprise when schools and districts decide to, to purchase. De definitely. It, it, it's a little bit complicated, so please get in touch with us. Just drop us an email. Um, if you're on the YouTube channel, you can just message us there uh, or appsevents.com. But yeah, the, like Ben mentioned, and you can get a partial license or a partial domain license or a full domain license. And with the partial one, it's... Um, either a minimum of 15% uh, of, of the staff or 50, which, whichever is higher, I believe. Yeah, and, uh, and obviously with the, full, with the full deployment, you've got the, you get, you are committing to all your staff and you get um, all your students in a ratio of one to 10. So exactly. as long as, as long as, I mean, for some schools that might mean that they have to get a few additional student accounts just to make sure that they hit that. Um, but there's a saving to be made there if you go full as and, well. And the pricing per account, it's uh, in British pounds, it's £42 a year per license. Uh, in US dollars and euros, it's $48 or euros per license per year. That's the cost. Cool. Cheers, Dan. Right, Lisa, I'll, I'll bring your slides back in because I think we're going to talk about Google Meet next, right? We are. We are going to talk about Google Meet. And, you know, uh, many of us that are G Suite for Education had a lot of these features free and available to us until September 30th. And on September 30th, uh, not only did uh, Google, you know, discontinue that temporary offer, but they also started releasing all of these great new features to Google Meet. And I know like in my domain, we were like, it's here today, it's here today. And I would announce it to the teachers at the school, like we've got breakout rooms, we've got security. And so we're gonna look at um, some of those features for a few minutes. So if we look at what's on the screen, right, we've got secure video meetings, um, recorded lessons, recorded any type of meetings, and then live streaming. And um, so we're going to actually, we're going to start by talking about those secure video meetings. And what I want to do is I'm going to share my teacher account with you guys. So let's go ahead back here um, into my, my personal teacher account. And we're going to go ahead and launch a Google Meet. 
So um, we can go ahead and use nicknames. You know, this is a really great feature within G Suite for education. Um, I use it for my office hours. All of our teachers use it for office hours. And it adds a, um, a really nice layer of security. So we'll call this, um, I actually always use um, help with Lisa for my office hours. And I'm gonna go ahead and click continue. Now the beautiful thing about a nickname, you don't need to see two of me. Um, a beautiful thing about the nickname is that uh, it's still assigned a Google Meet um, URL. Uh, the students don't have that and the nickname, every time you reuse the nickname, that URL changes. So it's a really nice feature. I'm gonna go ahead and click join now on that Google Meet. And the first thing that I want you to take note of is the shield down here at the bottom left. So we're gonna go ahead and click on that. And, um, and we'll bring that up. And uh, this is some really important stuff that's super helpful for teachers. So the first thing is, is uh, the quick access. So everybody who isn't invited must ask to join, which means let's say that an administrator was coming into your Google Meet to observe you, they would actually have to click ask to join, which is really great. And then from a teacher point of view, you can disable anyone in your Meet from being able to share their screen or to send or receive chat messages. So those are really nice additional features. Now let's stop for a second here and let's look back up at that URL. So that URL is a temporary URL and when I click stop, and then I go ahead and I launch a new meet, so we'll go to meet and I'll do that same nickname, so help with Lisa and click continue. Even though I have the same nickname, I have a completely different URL. And so that's part of the security of this because you don't want students to be in a Google Meet without your supervision. So nicknames is super handy. And it's very similar to what you see um, in the classroom header with the lookup code. Okay, the next thing that we wanna, we're gonna go ahead and join back in there and we'll turn off that microphone. The next thing that we wanna look at is up here and we have our activities. So when we click on activities uh, with your G Suite um, for Education Enterprise account, you're gonna have breakout rooms, okay? You're going to have polls and Q&A and those things aren't available, I believe, unless you're a Giuseppe account. Breakout rooms has been invaluable to the teachers that I'm working with this year um, to be able to randomly or organize um, smaller groups of students to work independently. And then that teacher can come in and out of those rooms. They recently um, we're gonna go ahead and click set up breakout rooms. Google recently added some additional features. So we're gonna go ahead and click open rooms. All right, now Google has added a couple of things and I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna join breakout room two, which of course has nobody in it. <laughs> um, but the teacher can go ahead, they can set a timer, they can close all of the rooms and, and bring everybody back into the main meet. And you'll notice that once you do that, your students will get a message that says that the rooms are ending in 30 seconds. It gives them the opportunity to wrap up their conversation with their peers before they go ahead and leave and go back to the main room.
And then we have some other features here. So we'll go ahead and close this. And we're going to go ahead and into the three dots at the bottom right hand corner. Before we do that, notice that we now have the raise hand feature for people in your Google Meet to be able to raise their hand. All right, so let's click on the three dots. And there's a couple of things here. Number one, you can record a meeting. Now, this is wonderful. We do this for faculty meetings. We do this for, um, for uh, lessons that we're teaching. The teachers, if there's a student they know that's going to be absent, they can go ahead and record it. So you go ahead and record that meeting. And then you are prompted to ask everybody to uh, give their consent to be able to record. So I'm going to go ahead and accept that. And this is pretty great. In the left-hand corner, you'll see that it's recording. And it will show up, the recording, once you're done, will show up in your Google Drive after the call has completed. Now, you know what else shows up in your, I'm going to click Stop Recording, OK? What else shows up, and we're going to go ahead and switch back to our slides here. Um, what else shows up in your Google Drive is an attendance report. And this attendance report is absolutely great. Um, the attendance report will give you the time that the student logged in and the time that they last logged out and then the duration of the call. And why the duration? Well, we do this year have some students that decide to log in at the beginning of class and then log out and come back in 40 minutes later. And the great thing about this is that it'll say that they logged in at the very beginning of first period and that they logged out at the end of first period, but it'll also show the duration of time was three minutes. So, you know, Clay talked earlier about all this great data that we have. Well, even the teachers have some great data. And another one of those tools that's not necessarily Giuseppe, but is a tool, is the Meet Quality Report. And a lot of our teachers rely on our supervisor of technology for this information because what was happening is the teachers didn't really have a great um, handle on who was the owner of the Meet. And with the meat quality tool, you're able to go in, see who is the owner of the meat, see exactly who is in the meat, which was great before attendance reports. Um, you can see who's in multiple meets, who started a meet in case you're having a, a security issue with student accounts. And it's really great to have access to. So we talked about the nickname. We talked about recording those lessons. Um, and of course, recording faculty meetings and how to record. Um, we also want to talk about, you know, the concept that we can do live streaming here. So we can do a live stream of the meet. Now with your um, enterprise account, you can have up to 250 people viewing a meet, which is pretty amazing in the meet. But if you're live streaming it, you can have up to 100,000 people within your domain. Now, in my school district, that's kind of irrelevant. But in New York public schools, like Clay was talking about, Ben, I think he said 1.2 million students or something like that. Yeah, about that. Yeah, so you'd have to have, uh, you know, 10 groups of that going on. But that's still pretty impressive, if you ask me. Um, we use the live stream feature for back to school night for the parents so that we didn't have to worry about if there were more than 250 um, coming to watch the principal's message. Um, and then, of course, with the live stream, if the 
uh, if the participant misses it, they can go ahead and watch the archive. Um, so it's really simple to live stream. Uh, you do this from your calendar and you just go into Google Calendar and add that live stream feed right there. Only guests within your domain can go ahead and view that live stream, um, which is actually a really great security feature. Um, so Ben, uh, any questions about Google Meet? Um, I mean, I think it's been really interesting over the year to see obviously where Google Meet was in, let's say, February to where Google Meet is now. Um, I think the team have worked incredibly hard to to listen to feedback. And um, by and large, most of the feedback for Google Meet has been from educators using it. Yeah. So like the quick access um, is actually, I think it, well, it was announced on the blog today that if you're a teacher who decides to turn off chat, and to turn off like quick access, that will still be the case the next time you go back. So those are becoming sticky settings, uh, oh, which will start rolling out. That's great. Thanks for letting me know that. I, I hadn't looked at the updates for today. It's just been such a hectic day. <laughs> but um, it's absolutely one of the sticky things that teachers are asking for. Um, so I'm glad to hear that. And I'll share that with my staff. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I know a lot of teachers have, you know, like you said about the kind of logging in, logging out, um, our our young people are very intelligent. <laughs> they can find all sorts of interesting ways to try and get around it. And obviously, um, there's been a lot of features that have allowed teachers to feel comfortable that they're delivering learning in the way they want to, taking control of that meet, because it's been partly delivering to a, a load of children at home. Mm -hmm. Obviously, now we've got situations around the world where it's some children at home, some children in class. Um, so it's become a really useful tool. Yeah, and you know, another thing just to mention is so many of the extensions that have been developed were so popular that Google has taken those extensions and built them right in, which has been invaluable. Now, um, we had some issues with Google Meet this week, and I realized that a lot of our teachers hadn't done the most recent Chrome update. So it is really important, especially with regards to Google Meet, for everybody to keep Chrome up to date, whether they're on a Chromebook or a, a Mac or a PC, it really does make a difference. Actually, I just spotted a couple of comments. So Eunice was talking about the students leaving and coming back. And actually, that's a really important workflow for the teachers to be aware of. So if we take, like, for example, creating a Meet Through Classroom, which is exactly the same as the ones you just showed and nicknamed Meet, um, the students can't return to that, I believe, once you have left. So you just want to talk about the process that teachers need to be aware of to make that work. Yeah, so there's a few things, actually, to think about. Um, number one, and and... Eunice, thank you for putting this in chat. Number one is there is a waiting room on Google Meets. So we know, um, uh, and actually I, I would like to show what that waiting room looks like. So if we can go ahead and switch back um, to that Google Meet, I'm gonna go ahead and click stop there and we'll return to the home screen and I'll start a meet. This is the waiting room. When you see this join now button, you are not yet in the Google Meet. And you can actually see if there were people waiting to get in here. So what happened in my building in the beginning of the year is our power professionals or our co-teachers would sit in this virtual waiting room waiting to see the teacher's name. But teacher accounts 
The first teacher into a Google Meet is the owner. So the paraprofessional or in-class support, however, whatever term your district uses, was actually the owner because they were sitting in this waiting room. So um, that's one thing. You can go ahead and stop sharing, Ben. Thanks. Um, so that's one thing to consider. Uh, the other thing that uh, is, is that that nickname is a really secure way. And it's the same way with your Google Classroom link, that every time you launch that using the nickname or the Google Classroom link, it creates a new 10-digit code at the end of uh, your Meet URL. So that also is secure. We recommend that teachers reset their headers on a regular basis. Um, we also had an issue that teachers were ejecting students. And once you eject a student, they can't get back in that day. So there's two ways to get them back in. One, reset your Google Classroom header, and then everybody has a new link. Or two, which is against our regulations in my district, is to invite the student to the Google Meet via calendar event. Now, we don't invite students to our Google Meets because then if you're invited to a meet and you're a student, you can get in before the teacher. And our security layer is that no students are in any Google Meet unless they're being monitored by, uh, by a classroom teacher or an administrator or something like that. Um, and then uh, with, uh, to Eunice's point about entering after the teacher has left, 60 seconds. The last I read, it was 60 seconds that they can get back in. So that's one of the benefits of resetting your classroom header. It's just part of your workflow. You end your Google Meet, whether it's one period that you're with that class or the entire day like you are in the elementary level. And then when you end the Google Meet, you reset the header. Um, and that way, the students aren't back in. Something that um, also came up recently was just making sure that the students do not have the ability to create and record meets. I assume that's a setting that schools would have in place, but it's just something to check um, that the students don't have the ability to, to make, to set up meets uh, as well. Yeah. But interesting one about Eunice, like that would suggest, that I think, if some of the students Eunice is referring to are sitting there and I suppose this is the interesting thing isn't it that there's some things like if you think about the in-person version of that that's a student kind of sneakily waiting behind the door for you to leave the classroom and then sneaking in and uh I think you know we all have our ways of dealing with with, <laughs> with students that like to play those games Absolutely. And um, uh, something interesting, a couple of weeks ago, I had a teacher and a student both contact me and it was for a club. Now, these are high school students. Some of them are 18 years old. Um, and uh, the, te the, the teacher for the club, uh, the advisor for the club, wanted the student to be able to start the meet. Um, it was the president of the club. And well, but the president of the club is listed as a teacher in my Google Classroom. Okay, so that student might be a teacher in your Google Classroom, but that still doesn't give that student the same rights as a teacher account in your Giuseppe domain. So there is a difference. Cool, I, th there's lots of obviously these little things and I know Google's very responsive to that feedback. Mm -hmm. um, and there's been a lot of feedback about, I mean, breakout rooms is one that obviously a lot of teachers are asking for and we've seen that roll out. So keep the feedback, um, Going back to the Google team, you can do that through Meet. I think it's a little question mark in the bottom corner. 
where you can make requests like that and uh, and obviously hopefully we'll see um continued levels of improvement um okay oh you're welcome Eunice um there you go all right I'm just gonna bring Dan back in as we wrap up today's session um so yeah it was obviously really useful to sort of hear from <laughs> a rather large organization about their security tools um really useful tour around the teaching and learning opportunities um so really sort of appreciated that lisa both the student and the teacher view which i know everyone always appreciates kind of seeing both sides of that um and ho like hopefully it'll give um a number of you the opportunity to think a bit more about where enterprise might work for you as well um Dan, anything you want to add before we wrap up and say thank you to you, everyone? I think it's, you know, I think it's really interesting that we're lucky enough at Apps Events that we get to work with schools all across the world, you know, Asia, Middle East, US, Europe, uh, even occasionally Africa and Latin America, so literally across the world. And there seems to be interest everywhere about, about this. So that's, that's what's kind of interesting to me. Obviously, Ben, you were lucky enough to help uh, work on a demo tool for, for Enterprise. So we've, we've kind of been involved in it since the early days. And I think... Um, I think, you know, the, the, the lockdown has, has really shown the power of, of G Suite, not just the enterprise version, but, you know, all, all the, even, even, even the standard version, really, the, the real power of, 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 of adopting, you know, from school closing, school opening, blended options. I think it's really shown that the power of this. And I think enterprise just takes it a step further. Yeah, it's definitely um, something that schools are asking about a lot. So hopefully some useful information there. Um, just, just a little reminder about... <laughs> Um, expressing your interest via the bit.ly link there. Um, apologies for my mistyping. Um, but if you head to bit.ly forward slash Giuseppe trial, um, the capitalization does matter in that link, by the way. Um, then you can uh, let us know if you're interested in getting set up for a 30 day of trial with the tools that you've seen today. Um, also, for anyone more generally, they we have a virtual summit on the 15th of December. So um, feel free to jump in and um, have a look at that as well. Um, but other than that, just a massive thank you to Clay, who joined us earlier, um, and Dan and Lisa, yeah. Thank you yeah, thank for your thanks, time. Clay, that was really enjoyed your session, Lisa, so thanks a lot. Always thanks. a pleasure to work with you, everyone. <laughs> right, signing off. Thank you, everyone.